You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. everyone and welcome to a new episode of the preppy podcast today i'm chatting with booth who owns haley and the hound haley and the hound actually has been a peaked pr client of mine so i know booth quite well and i love her colorful cheerful designs and i think you will too all right so i have booth here from haley and the hound and we're just going to dive right in and start so tell me a little bit um about where you grew up So I grew up in Eastern North Carolina. Um, We lived in a little town called Jacksonville, which is a military town of Camp Lejeune. And we lived there during the school year. And Emerald Isle is a fun little beach town about 30 minutes east. And we lived there in the summers. Um, And it's just a fun little place to grow up. Um, I currently live about 30 minutes east of there now. So I've... Yeah. So you stayed in the area then? I somewhat. did. After college, um, came back to the to the general area. I sure did. Okay. So what were you like as a kid? Like, I guess you loved the beach then. You were spending your summers at the beach. Um, were you always creative? Um, so we, I loved the beach. As a kid, I was horse crazy. Um, oh. So we spent a lot of time on the road horse showing as well. Um, anything I could find in the garage to drag out into the yard to make as a jump so I could run down <laughs> and pretend like I was a horse. I did that all day, every day. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was not interested in boys or cheerleading or any of that kind of stuff. I just wanted yep. horses. Um, and when I was younger, I wanted to be an architect. So that is oh. where my creative side was focused as a kid. I was constantly drawing house plans and renderings and things of that nature. That's really cool. And I had no idea about the horses I grew up with um, riding to and had a horse. So that's really fun. It's it's something really enjoyable for kids, I feel like. Love it. So what did you end up studying when you went to college? So I went to NC State, uh, still with the architecture thoughts. Um, and I guess when I got there, my, my dad kind of tried to sway me into the family business and anybody in architecture school had no social life, um, cause it was so demanding and yep. just ended up going the business route and then got a master's degree in accounting. Okay. So yeah, that's a little bit different then. I feel like it's completely left brain versus right brain. Numbers um, numbers just make sense to me. And so it, it ended up being the path I went with. Okay. So then following that then, I guess, what was your first job um, after you went to college? And was it then in accounting, I assume? Or did you go with the family business? Yes. So I um, took the accounting and went into with the family business. Okay. And so you were doing accounting. I uh, was. I uh, I did some internships with a public accounting firm during college. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once I graduated, I moved back and was working in the family business, which was car dealerships. Okay. Awesome. 
Um, so then how did Haley and the Hound come about? I mean, I feel like, was that a creative outlet then, something to do on the side and then grew into the business? Or, um, you know, were you just kind of done with accounting and decided to start something new? So my son was born in August of 2006. And after he was born, I guess I had the creative bug kind of hitting me again. Mm -hmm. And I was still working in the family business. Um, I actually stayed there until 2017 and it was fine, but it wasn't my passion. And I just wanted something kind of fun and creative that was fulfilling to do on the side at my own pace. Okay. Got it. So how'd you come up with then fashion? And because you didn't have necessarily experience in that, like what was the the first step in kind of launching pad for that? I had absolutely no experience in it. (laughs) And I get when my son was born, the creative bug I had was making things for him. Okay. And so I met another young mom who enjoyed sewing and stuff as well. And we actually did some children's clothing together for a little while. Okay. So that's how it got, it got started. And she moved away. Her husband got transferred with his job. And so I kind of kept doing it on my own. And it was still um, mostly children's things at the time. Okay. And And so you were making each piece then yourself. I was making a lot of it. And when she and I were working together, we also, um, that's when I met Mona Boyd, who is still my in-house seamstress. Okay. And she was doing work for us as well. Um, I opened a small store in our town. I believe it was 2012. Um, doing the children's things and that nature. And then we started adding women's styles for the whole mommy and me type. Okay. Work. And it's just evolved from, from there um, into just a women's line now. So what was the decision, I guess, to make it just women's eventually? I mean, we still occasionally will do some little girls matching stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the, the biggest challenge I found with the children's clothing was once I started going wholesale, the price point gets difficult for people okay. who really justify buying yep. children's clothing. And once I was using like a factory in New York and stuff like that for a lot of things, the, the, the minimums just weren't there. And the stores I was <clears throat> wholesaling to very few of them also carried children's clothing. Uh-huh. And since I was still doing this on the side from a full-time job with the family business, I just didn't have the time to basically do two businesses, one running a children's business and yeah doing a women's line. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, cause you have to have completely different patterns and everything for that. So it really is two different businesses. Yeah. And it's the sales channels really needed to be separate in a way. Okay. That makes complete sense. Um, okay. So for someone listening who might not be familiar with Haley and the Hound, how would you describe it? I would describe it as a happy women's brand. Um, you know, our slogan is for living the good life. And that's, that's really how I would describe it. It's happy colors and it's comfortable and easy to wear. And it's just, when you envision just a great day, whether 
meeting girlfriends for lunch or going shopping or Mm -hmm. a boat ride, you know, at sunset, all of those kind of things evoke the brand because the aesthetic of it just fits right into that. Yeah. And they're all, I feel like, happy prints and fun colors. So it really does evoke that. Yes. I love color. (laughs) Same. Same. (laughs) (laughs) So who is the Haley and the Hound girl? Who's your target market? Could you describe her? Uh, I would truly say someone like me. Um, I mean, I'm in my early 40s now, but it kind of ranges from someone from even college age up into their 60s that just loves the casual, relaxed, colorful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. So you kind of, you know, modeled it after yourself then and what you like and want. Right. Yeah. I just, I really find that if you do what makes you happy and evokes your personality, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to be successful and to make it work than trying to oh, exactly. do something that's just not you um, yep. because it's somebody that's, else. That's how my motto is to, you know, the clients I work with, um, with my PR company. I think it, it's a lot easier when it is you, you live it and you breathe it sort of thing. Um, okay. Who would be your dream girl to wear Haley and the Hound? It could be a celebrity that's either dead or alive, maybe an influencer, maybe a royal Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, one of my favorite actresses is Reese Witherspoon, but she's probably not going to wear it because she has her own clothing brand. So It uh, is so funny, though. <laughs> everyone says Reese Witherspoon. I swear, everyone, I've done probably over 10 interviews at this point, and anyone listening knows everyone says Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I mean, my husband and I's favorite movie is Sweet Home Alabama. So I, Ah, I, it's I, so good. Yeah. So um, I would say her, even though she has her own brand. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, all right. So I, I know all about Haley and the Hound. I've been wearing it and the fans. So in your bio, I know you talk about naming the business after your dog, correct? Correct. I love that. And we talked a little bit more about, you know, living the good life. So what does the good life mean to you now? And maybe how has that changed over the years? I definitely think that your definition of the good life changes as you know, your, your circumstances change and, and just life changes in general. But to me, the good life is being very content in where you are in life and what you're surrounded by and just having a joyful heart and being surrounded by people you love and being happy to get out of bed every day for what you're going to go do and accomplish and being motivated and just all around just happy and making the best of things, even when life throws you a curveball. I love that. That's such a great attitude um, and way to live. So talking a little bit about that, what is the Haley and the Hound lifestyle? We've we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the happiness and the attitude, but maybe, you know, you are right by the coast or the beach. Um, So does that play into it when you're designing a little bit? Uh, maybe, or is there a little equine influence from when you were growing up? There's both. Um, my fall collections have tended to have a little equine influence in them. Okay. And, you know, I am definitely a coastal girl. Um, my husband's a boat builder. We spend a lot of time on the water, um, not just in the summer, but year round. So that definitely plays a part. I love you know, blues and coral hues, like a sunset, like they, they play a lot 
into my inspiration. Okay. Um, so, you know, our lifestyle is centered around water, but I don't think the, the lifestyle particularly of the brand necessarily does. It could, you know, someone who lives in Raleigh or Charlotte that enjoys playing tennis at the country club, you know, it's, it's just whatever really evokes your happiness as your lifestyle. That makes sense. Um, and I love following you on Instagram because I always see you on the boat and it looks so enjoyable. Um, it's really, it's really great. And then do you also love to host? Cause you're always sharing recipes and I feel like cocktails and dinners. Um, so do you enjoy that? I do enjoy hosting, but in very small groups. Okay. Um, my husband and I both, I would say are definitely introverts. Oh, um, that's funny. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> I am more outgoing than, than he is. Okay. So he's, he's not a big fan of having 50 people at the house, but he's, uh-huh. he's great with having a few couples over kind of thing. So, Got it. Uh, but I, I do, I love to, to cook and make cocktails and all sorts of stuff like that. That's really fun. And you started a separate Instagram account for that, right? I, I did. Like. I recently okay. started um, a blog. It's called From the Corner Booth. And um, that's also the, the website. And I just share some of my favorite recipes, whether it's a dessert or a cocktail or an easy weeknight dinner, just um, just here or there. It's, it's, it's not a huge focus of mine right now, but all my friends kept asking for me to share some of my recipes. So I yeah, that I was think the that's the easiest way to do it. I think that's great. They all look delicious. Um, so back to Haley and the Hound, tell us a little bit about what your design process is like. Um, where are you getting inspiration from? Are you starting with the style first maybe, or the fabric and kind of how does that all work for you? I think it varies. Um, you know, I can be out and about and I might see a dress that I think is really cute and think, oh, if it had a so-and-so sleeve, that would be really fun. And then I'll see a pretty sunset and it makes me love the coloring, you know, of the mm-hmm. corals and the blue kind of kind of look. So I, I just get inspired when I see certain things that okay. aesthetically I'm really drawn to. I'll usually take a picture, things like that. And then I just elaborate on my thoughts from there. Okay. And just so do you sketch everything or? I sketch a lot of things. Okay. Um, and since I sew, sometimes I'll just start cutting some scrap oh, yeah. fabric and trying you to make something. You can kind of make a prototype. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, That's a great resource. I feel like a lot of designers, <laughs> they, they don't sew. So the fact that you can do that, at least, I feel like probably helps the design process a lot. Yeah. And it really helps when a sales sample comes in and you haven't finalized a pattern yet and you've got to mm-hmm. make it work <laughs> for a okay. photo shoot or something. It's yeah. nice to be able to adjust a bus dart or something like that real quick yourself. So it's, it's definitely <laughs> a skill that has, has helped with, with this. Oh, I admire that so much. I had to take um, sewing and flat pattern and all of that in college as part of my fashion degree. And oh man, that is, it's hard sewing. It's a lot harder than it looks. So. <laughs> it is. I mean, a straight hem is easy, but some things get a little intricate for sure. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, okay. So you're, well, are you still doing any accounting work for your family business or now are you just with Haley and the Hound completely? So my father passed away in October of 17 and the, um, everything got sold. 
Um, okay. And I am still doing a little bit of accounting. Um, it's actually kind of changed courses. I'm in the process of getting, um, do excuse me, doing the master training with the Dave Ramsey curriculum. Okay. And in North Carolina, starting next school year, uh, high school personal finance is a required class. Oh, and okay. I am going to be teaching two classes of that locally starting in the fall. That's um, awesome. That's so smart. Yes, yeah, so I am. To learn I that. am really excited about uh, doing that. I've never taught before, um, but I think it'll be fun. It's fun. It's hard. <laughs> I teach a fashion marketing class um, to high school seniors and college kids, and it, it's challenge. It's a different. I don't know. It's something completely different. I feel like that you have to learn, but it's really um, rewarding. I'd say I think you'll love it. I'm excited to do it. But so the reason I asked that is, you know, there might be some moms and people balancing and juggling a lot right now. So do you have any tips then on that? Because you're a wife, you're a mom, um, you were an accountant for a while while you were designing, and now you're going to be a teacher in design. So how do you balance things? Uh, I am really organized and that's probably the accountant brain coming out in me, not the creative brain. (laughs) I, I love a paper planner and I kind of sit down on Sundays and look at my week. I, especially during the school year, I meal plan and I prep on Sundays. I like to cook, but when you come in at six o'clock and you're planning on having stir fry and the vegetables haven't been chopped, you kind of lose the motivation. So I try to, have things like that ready to go. And then, but I really do plan my week. I look at everything I have to do on an, not necessarily an hourly basis, but to me, to make a to-do list of my tasks for the week, if you make a to-do list and you put too many things on it, then there Mm -hmm. are hours in the day, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And when you constantly feel like you're not accomplishing anything, you lose your confidence. And so I'm really thoughtful about looking at everything I need to do during the week and laying it out where it's, it's reasonable for each day. Okay. And so that at the end of the end of the day, I feel like I've accomplished what I needed to. And it just gives me the confidence to jump up the next morning and keep going after Mm -hmm. things. And when you have a bad day and everything falls apart, it's not that big of a deal because the other four days during the work week, you feel like you got some things accomplished. Uh, and to me, that's just the, the biggest thing that helps me. If I don't have my lists and my, my little plan, I, I get kind of lost and then I don't stay on task and get things done. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I am a big list maker and scheduler. And so I think that's really smart. And, you know, I think it's smart planning your meals even ahead of time. I haven't done that before. I think, but I'm not a big cook though. So I feel like I'd be way overwhelmed with that. (laughs) Yeah. I normally um, sit down on Saturday mornings with my coffee and peruse, you know, some magazines, whether it's Southern living or garden and gun or eating well, and just Uh find some fun things for that upcoming week's menu and I make my grocery list and I do an online order and I normally pick it up on Sunday morning on the way home from church. And as I'm putting it away, I chop it and prep it and 
that's it. Those are some great (laughs) tips. I especially like the online grocery shopping thing. That's so smart. I feel like that, you know, is a time kill too, going to the grocery store. It is. And if you'll, yeah. And if you'll make your grocery list from your recipes, then you know that you don't have to run back out. You've got everything you need. It keeps you on track for eating healthy if you're trying to eat healthy. And then it keeps you from buying stuff you end up throwing away and waste. That's genius. Everyone take note of that (laughs) and try to do that. Um, Okay, so what have been some of your greatest challenges? I would say my greatest challenge was when I was started trying to grow the wholesale side and it was very difficult for me to travel because of my full-time job with the family business. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to rely on other people that don't have a vested interest. And it was, it was very difficult sending people and not being able to be there and get the feedback myself and, and things of that nature and see where things needed to go. That was, that was hard for a little while. So what would you, you know, suggest then to someone else going through that? Or if you could go back and redo it, would you have taken the time and gone yourself or maybe just find the right team then? Or what would you say? Yeah, I was trying to do it in-house with like an in-house salesperson. Okay. And I would suggest if someone's trying to launch and they can't travel very much, that's mm-hmm. difficult to do and, you know, represent your own brand to, to really look into like rep groups and find one that fits your brand and that you can work with and let, let them do it. They're professionals. They're already representing other brands that are probably similar to yours so that your Mm -hmm. customer base is similar. And that's great advice. I I should have done that. That's, um, and a lot of people are scared of that. I mean, because it costs money, or even if it doesn't necessarily cost money, it's cutting into what you could be getting. Um, So, I think at the beginning, people are scared of that. They're trying to get, you know, as much money from their investment as they can. But really, in the long run, you will get more time and also probably sales Mm -hmm. by investing in that. Yeah, I I think the growth could have happened a little quicker had I had I done that route. So, um, so that was a challenge and it was also a lesson. Um, Mm -hmm. and you have to learn to keep on going. So that, that would be my, uh, my recommendation. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's great. Um, so what have been some of your greatest successes that you've experienced with, um, the business or even personally, if you want? So I love to volunteer and give back in our community and things like that. So we have done a lot of promotions where we give a person the sales back to certain charities. Um, you know, the whole coronavirus thing is an, is an example of we were able to stop our production and make masks and donate them mm-hmm. to area hospitals and nurses and things of that nature. So I love being able to give back and being having successful sales and things of that nature allow me to to do that. That's great. So that charitable aspect means a lot to you. It and does. It's so great that you can, you know, you enjoy um, 
the fruits of your labor, but you can also have others then too. So what's, I guess, you know, this question kind of relates to it, but what's your favorite part of your business about what you do? Like, do you love actually designing the next collection? Do you love playing around then on your sewing machine? Uh, most people that I ask this question, they say their least favorite is the money and finance aspect, but that might be your favorite. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the money in finance is probably not my favorite, but it's definitely not my least favorite because to me, that's an easy part. Um, yeah. You know, I do my husband's business. I do things for other people. So uh, to me, my favorite part is when I order like fabric swatches and strike offs uh -huh. and that little envelope arrives with those little 10 by 10 pieces of fabric. Yeah. I mean, I am like a little kid at Christmas opening those. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so by that's probably my favorite. Like I, I get a new fabric I'm excited about. And I do. I go play on the sewing machine with it and and do things like that. Um, you know, and what's funny is as far as my least favorite, it kind of goes yeah. back to my challenge. Like I don't like trade shows. And that's probably why okay. I, I didn't go. <laughs> That's so funny because I feel like most of the designers I know, that's one of their favorite part. It's like a family reunion for them. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I've met some wonderful people and that part uh -huh. of it is great. Um, but I don't like crowds and okay. I guess working in the car business for 15 years makes you really not like sales very much. Okay. I can understand that. And they're long days. Like I they feel like are. whenever I'm at market, like the lighting is so bad there. You leave the, the building at the end of like 10 hours being there and you're like, Oh my God, like it, there's sunshine and birds <laughs> tripping outside. And like, I look like I've been up since, you know, 2am, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, so I would, I would probably have to say trade shows are my least favorite, but I really do love just the fun initial new fabrics and playing with styles and just, just. I'm sure. That. Yeah. That sounds so fun. Getting yeah. those in. Um, what advice would you give an aspiring designer, or even just entrepreneur in general, who isn't necessarily in fashion or anything? I would say be authentic to, okay. to stick to who you truly are. And, you know, what you're passionate about and, and really try not to deviate from it because critics or even consultants, advisors, however you want to phrase people, they may try to get you to change because they think something else would do better. Mm -hmm. But I've just found if you try to do what others think is best for you, it just doesn't work in the it long run. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It might work temporarily real briefly, but in the long run, you'll get unmotivated about it because you're not doing what your heart wants to do. Mm -hmm. I understand that completely. Um, okay. What's the inspiration for your current collection and your favorite piece in it then? So the summer collection that's coming soon, um, has a really fun dress in it. I've called it the Beaufort dress after uh, the town of Beaufort, which is just over the bridge from where we live. Uh -huh. And it's a really cute um, V-neck dress with a ruffle neckline. And it's a midi with a little ruffle at the hem. And it's just really oh. fun and flirty. And it's in, of course, really bright prints. And I, we were out to dinner one night and there uh -huh. was some girls, um, 
that looked like they were going to go dancing or something. And they had on really frilly, fun dresses. And I was like, I want to make something fun like that. So it, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's it's different um, from a lot of the stuff I've made before. Yeah, but it's it's really fun and it's it's a really easy wear dress. Okay. Um, and I, I I think it'll do well. I'm excited for it to launch. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see it. It <laughs> sounds like I'm going to need this dress. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really fun. It has a gathered waist, so it's it's semi fitted without being clingy, and okay. it's it's really fun. It's really fun. Oh my gosh, it sounds gorgeous. All right, so what does preppy mean to you? Preppy to me means I call it the three C's: casual, comfortable, and classic. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. So I am. I had to wear business suits for a long time. So being comfortable is <laughs> is definitely key for me every day. And I tend to like classic things with maybe a little bit of an on trend flair to them, but not super trendy. It's just never been my style. Even in high school, I was very classic preppy kind of dresser. So, um, and now that I don't have business meetings all day, I, I like to be casual. I love that. I love that. The three C's. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. So we talked about how you love to cook. Um, what's one of your favorite meals to either cook yourself or maybe go somewhere and eat? I love to bake. So oh. I'm kind of known in our town for these brownies I make, which I've oh. never given anybody the recipe to. It was my grandmother's recipe that I tweaked and they are pretty good. So they're my favorite to make just because they make everybody happy that eats them. Yeah. And I like- and it's, it's great that it was your grandmother's recipe <laughs> it, too that. It was. Um but I am definitely a seafood girl. I love like fried soft shell crab and, you know, fresh fish on the grill, things like that. I mean, my husband and son um, in the summer when it's flounder season, they'll go right mm. out behind the house and get flounder and bring it in and fry oh, it up. And it's, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. It's probably stuff. delicious. Like so it is fresh. so good. So I'm, I'm definitely a fan of seafood. That sounds delicious. Um, Okay, what's your ideal weekend? Oh, goodness. My ideal weekend would be probably what we do all summer anyway, which is Mm -hmm. go out on the boat uh, with the dogs, let them run on a sandbar, um, drink some mimosas, and get a little bit sunburned. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm coming. <laughs> Come on. It's a blast. But that's pretty much all anybody does here in the summer. So it's pretty good. Cool. Oh, that's so great. Um, okay. Do you want to shout out some other brands or businesses that you love? Um, I grew up on old school J Crew back when the, okay. the label was the paddle. Do you even remember that? You're probably too young to even remember when their logo was a paddle. I, I remember it, but like, I've seen it. <laughs> um, I've always loved uh, Trina Turk's use of color. I love Trina Turk as yep. well, yeah. So that's a, that's a brand I've always really loved. Mm-hmm. And as far as brands comparable to mine, I really like um, Brooke Wright. I yes, think, she's great. Yes, I love, I love her fabric she designs and that she's you know, she manufactures in the U S I like that. And, and her silhouettes are just 
simple and timeless and classic as well. So I really like um, her brand. Mm-hmm. And locally, there's a um, a brand, it's actually a store called Beaufort Linen, but they also make some of their own pieces that they sell in their store. And it's just really fun, um, feminine pieces she makes as well. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So what's next for Haley and the Hound? Your summer collection, anything else? Yeah. So the summer collection is, is launching soon okay. and as it might be delayed a little bit since we're in the middle of the coronavirus shutdown right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we will be launching fall, which is some really fun um, dresses with ruffled necklines and some tops and things of that nature. But right now I, I'm kind of keeping it status quo. I'm really happy where I am with everything and my life. And um, I'm just going to keep on playing with fun fabrics. Keep doing what's and, working. Yeah, yeah. Fun fabrics <laughs> and, and playing on the sewing machine and just kind of taking life day by day and doing what comes. I love that. That's perfect. All right. So where can people find you and Haley and the Hound? What's your website, social media? Yep. So our website is HaleyandTheHound.com and we're on Facebook and Instagram. And also on our website, you can find retailers. Um, We have retailers from Massachusetts to Florida to Texas. Uh, there's, There's a good bit of retailers as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Booth. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 